The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, April 15th edition. Got a massive 11-game slate for you on our Friday, first big slate of the baseball season to crack down for you. We'll go over totals, we'll go over picks and stacks and all the good stuff as usual. But before we get there, make sure you give me a follow on Twitter at BDentric. If you have any questions, you can find me there or in the Fantasy DGN's Discord. If you'd like an invite over there, just let me know, and I'll send you the link. We'll take care of you right there. If you take a couple seconds out of your day and give the quick hits a rating and review on iTunes, I truly would appreciate it. And if you prefer to watch the podcast, go ahead and check out the Fancy DGN's YouTube channel. Give a subscribe and a thumbs up over there. That would be pretty darn awesome. Uh, also, if you like season-long fantasy baseball, bench with Bubba connect you two to three times a week. Bubba and the bat flip on Tuesdays, Bubba and the bloom on Thursdays, and occasional guest in between those two each and every week. So go check that out, Benched with Bubba. All right, your totals on this 11-game slate for you here. We got Yankees-Orioles 9.5, A's-Blue Jays 10, Giants-Guardians 8, Rays-White Sox 8.5, Cardinals-Brewers 8.5, Tigers-Royals 8.5, Cubs-Rockies-Coors-Field Special at 10.5, Braves-Padres at 8, Astros-Mariners 8.5, Reds-Doyers 9.5. So a lot of a couple double-digit totals, one being Coors, one being Toronto, and then some other Good ones mixed in between. So let's get going for you on this slate. You got some big time pitching. You got Dylan Cease at home against the Tampa Bay Rays at ten thousand two hundred bucks. It's a great price tag for Mister Dylan Cease, who was absolutely filthy his first time out, going um, five strong, one earned eight Ks against the Detroit Tigers. Now he faces a Tampa Bay Rays team that uh, isn't really crushing the baseball by any means. Um, they're always sneaky. I'm not going to discount the Tampa Bay Rays, but on the season, striking out 23% of the time versus right-handed pitching. They do have a 193 ISO, so a little bit of pop there, thanks to Brandon Lau and company. But uh, if you want to go Dylan Cease at 10-2, if you want to pay up, not going to hate on that at all. You got Freddie Peralta, 10,000 at home against the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals, they're an interesting team. Like Woodruff pitched well, but didn't get a bunch of strikeouts because the Cardinals, year in and year out, don't strike out a ton. 15% K rate versus righties this season. We've seen it in years past. They just don't strike out a lot versus right or left-handed pitching. So you can go Peralta at 10K if you can, but personally I'd rather go up 200 more to Dylan Cease if I'm going to pay up at the pitcher's position. Uh, scrolling down, though, Carlos Rodon at 9800 bucks is probably the popular play if you're paying up because 
he was awesome. Five innings, one earned 12 Ks against the Marlins his first time out. Now he gets just this wonderful, wonderful matchup against the Cleveland Guardians. And like the Velo was great. Everything was great from Carlos Rodon the first time out. Now you get the Guardians, the team striking out 20% of the time versus lefties with a uh, 189 ISO, 324 average. They're hitting lefties pretty darn good. But that strikeout stuff from Rodon is legit. He'll be very, very popular if people are paying up at 9,800. I think he's a phenomenal play. He's one of the pitchers I'm writing up in the free uh, DraftKings FanDuel article at rotoballer.com for Friday. I think Dylan Cease is a great pivot off of Carlos Rodon for $400 more. Peralta's probably the lowest owned out of the three, which is quite interesting. You'd imagine he bounces back nicely. But the velo and just the overall production was off that first outing. So it'll be interesting to see where he does bounce back against the Cardinals team again. That doesn't strike out a lot. So Cease and Rodon will be my top two dogs up here. Rodon, I just love his matchup the most, but Cease could be a nice pivot off Rodon, who should be very, very popular. At $8,800, you got Jomo at the Baltimore Orioles. This is a fun one because he took a, a line drive off his leg in his first start, you know, sw- swelled up and everything, went three and a third, three earned, four Ks. He, was, he wasn't horrible against Boston, but he was dinged up. Now he gets Baltimore in Baltimore. You know, the, the fences have been moved back, might actually help a a left-handed pitcher a bit more, which is very intriguing. you got a Baltimore team striking out 35% of the time versus left-handed pitching with a 195 average, 104 ISO. So big-time strikeout upside here for Joe Miller in this matchup at $8,800. He's one of my favorite options on this play. We just got to hope he's healthy enough to go five-plus innings with that leg. But he did throw a bullpen. Uh, I believe it was Tuesday. All signs point to things are good to go. So Joe Mo at 88 is someone I really love with the 35% K rate versus lefties for Baltimore on the short season. I know it's a short season, but a lot of swing and miss in that lineup. So Joe Mo at 88 is a very strong play for me. Uh, Drew Rasmussen won't be too shabby. You know, the, the White Sox do have some some thump in that back, but check the lineup. Like Eloy Jimenez is banged up. You sat out Thursday, left Wednesday's game early. Josh Harrison, same thing, left Wednesday early, didn't play Thursday. Might be a couple holes out there. Uh, Rasmussen went four innings, two earned five K or three Ks in his first start. That's just the thing; he's not going to go super deep, so it's tough to pay eight K for him in a tournament. I can see the appeal. I'm not running to do it at that price point. If I want a tournament play, it's Herman Marquez at 7,900 bucks. We saw him absolutely slice and dice the Los Angeles Dodgers in Coors. His first outing, seven innings, one earned. That was a solo shot. Not uh, five strikeouts through 74 pitches. That is pretty darn good. Now you get the. The Chicago Cubs heading into town here. Who you know they got they hit they hit Freeland pretty good, but now you got the right side of the plate coming at you. And it's a Cubs team striking out 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So if you want to go tournament upside, Herman Marquez at seventy nine hundred dollars is a big time tournament type play. We know the bust potential of a Coors pitcher, but uh, if if he can throw up another twenty plus point performance in Coors against his Cubs offense, which is very doable at seventy nine hundred bucks, that is a game changer for your fantasy teams. Uh, Brad Keller at 7K should be a nice pitch pick. Six innings, two, two hits, no runs, 5Ks in his opener against the Cleveland Guardians. Again, here we go. Guardians just hooking a brother up with opportunities. And now you get the um, the Detroit Tigers striking out 25% of the time versus right-handed pitching hitting a buck 88. Um, Javi Baez was scratched again on Thursday, so that's a concern. Obviously, Robbie Grossman's not in the lineup. Uh, Austin Meadows is crushing it. A couple more knocks again on Thursday. But as a whole, this offense is uh, is, is stumbling in a big, big way. So Brad Keller at 7,000 could be a nice value. Uh, the other value that people are going to flock to a lot is Kyle Wright at 67 at San Diego. Wright was outstanding in his first start. Wrote him up and talked about him in previous bench with Bubba and, and wrote a baller articles. 
about the pitch mix change resembled the pitch mix change he made in the postseason where he was filthy, not the the pitch mix that he was using when he got shelled last season. Velocity was also up for Kyle Wright, which is very, very big. You got the San Diego team that just pounded Charlie Morton. So maybe it lowers Kyle Wright's um, ownership. We'll see. But, you know, Padre striking out nearly 25% of the time versus righties. You can get uh, Kyle Wright at uh, 6,700. So those are your cheapies and Kyle Wright and um, Brad Keller. The quote-unquote free share, that or free square, that many will stay with you out there is Mackenzie Gore. He's getting called up. He's making his debut at home against the Atlanta Braves. $5,000. Uh, Mackenzie Gore was outstanding in his first start in AAA this season. Just absolutely filthy, filthy stuff at AAA. We saw him all spring training. He looked great. Now you get him at 5K at home against the Atlanta Braves. The Braves offense, we've seen them explode once or twice this year, but also throw up a ton of duds. Uh, but they don't strike out a ton. Striking out 19% of the time versus lefties hitting 302 with a 113 ISO. Not a lot of power, but a good average, little strikeouts versus left-handed pitching. But a 5K for Mackenzie Gord is quite intriguing, to say the least. So he's a nice, uh, quote-unquote, free square when you're picking your lineup. So recapping your pitching, you got Dylan Cease at 10-2, Carlos Rodon at 98. Those are your two main payoff spots. If you want to go Freddy Peralta, I'm not going to tell you no, but he'd be third on my list in that range. I think Cease is a great pivot off of Rodon. I think Rodon's going to be super popular coming off his recent performance, plus facing the Guardians. A lot to like there. Love Jomo at 8800 bucks. We've got to cross our fingers that the knee slash shin is okay in this one. Uh, we know the strikeout upside's there for him, plus Orioles striking out 35% of the time versus lefties on this short season, and it's just going to be a constant thing with Baltimore see- all season long as their big-time strikeout appeal. A great tournament play is Ramon Marquez at 7900 bucks. This Cubs team, they got to Kyle Freeland on uh, Thursday, and then we've seen him like, be hit and miss throughout the season like they beat up on the Brewers pitchers, but then we've seen him scuffle as well. But you can have some fun there with Marquez. He he dealt at home against the Dodgers his last time out. We've seen him be really good and really bad. The Coors special with Armand Marquez. But if he can throw up another 20-plus points at home, Yahtzee. Brad Keller, Kyle Wright, good discounts at 7K and 67. I prefer Brad Keller in his matchup, but both are solid. Then you got Mackenzie Gore at 5,000. All right, recap or breaking down the bats on this 11-game slate for you. Catcher's position. Um, it's a large slate, so I might miss some guys. That's what the Fantasy Degens Discord is for. Plus, lineups can change things like Jan Gomes was in Thursday's lineup at 2,900. Pretty much an autoplay at that point. So we'll have to mix and match and see what happens. But Wilson Contreras at 46. If he's in the lineup, good. Sean Murphy at 45. But I think uh, Mitch Garber is where I'd be starting. I like Reed Detmers. I really do. But we've seen the, the wildness and the hitability if he's not on. And he wasn't on his first start. Mitch Garber can match left-handed pitching. So at 4,400 bucks. Mitch Garver is a good one because most will go to Wilson Contreras and Coors if they're paying up. If you don't like Mitch Garver, I like Will Smith at 42. He had an RBI single in his first at-bat on Thursday. They're still playing the game as I record. But 4200 bucks. Vladimir Gutierrez is a massive pitch-to-contact pitcher, so the Dodgers will be a great stack again. And Will Smith hitting fourth or fifth in that lineup is very, very, very nice. Going below 4K now, um, the options, you know, you got Travis Darnot if you want to fade McKenzie Gore. You can go there, but like Alejandro Kirk at 34, I like first Jeffries. Uh, that's decent discount. Elias Diaz at 34 versus Stroman. I like Stroh, but you know, you get a Coors catcher at 34, not that not too shabby. Um, other than that, though, like Tyler Stevenson at 31, if you want to against uh, Gonsolin, if you hope he continues to scuffle a bit. Omar Narvaez is a great one because Miles Mikolas, another pitch to contact pitcher. Narvaez went deep and had an RBI double on Thursday. He's $2,900, so he'd be a very, very strong discount. 
If Austin Barnes catches instead of Will Smith, Barnes is only 27 versus Vladimir Gutierrez. So Narvaez and Barnes would be two really, really nice values if they're in the lineup. And then Joey Bart at 24 is another good one. He's really, really looking a lot more um, disciplined at the plate, much more productive at the plate this season for the Giants. Loving what I'm seeing from him. Nine or more DK points in three of four, three of five games this season. So 2,400 bucks against Zach Plesak is a nice pet, uh, tag for Joey Bart. So three sub 3K catchers that I really do like uh, on this slate. First plate, first base, you know the drill by now. You can stack up the Jays if you want. Vladito against Dalton Jeffries. Jeffries threw very, very well his first outing. He's going to have a, some good outings and a lot of rough ones. Uh, you got you know with the second highest total on the, the, the slate outside of Coors Field. Vladito at 6K is a very, very, very nice payup spot if you'd like to go there. Freddie Freeman at 51 in your Dodgers stack. I think Anthony Rizzo's got some appeal at 5K. It was nice a week ago or so when he was 3,800 bucks, but Rizzo's been great. 13 or more DK points in four of six games this season. He's got three Jimmy Jacks already. Uh, 5K versus Jordan Lyles is a very good tournament look there for Rizzo because he'll go virtually unowned on this slate. Uh, Coors is pretty much always in play. Like if you want Schwindel went deep on uh, Thursday, I'd rather have CJ Cron at 45 if you're going Coors, but it's not always a must, especially on an 11-game slate. Leaves lots of places to go on this build. If Yuli Gurriel is back and he's supposed to be back uh, from his bereavement leave, he's 4,100 versus Marco Gonzalez. We know Gurriel loves facing lefties. Uh, the A's are very intriguing because most are going to go to the Jays in that uh, 10 total game, and I get it. Makes a lot of sense. But uh, Ross Stripling is very hittable as well, and Seth Brown, first base outfit eligible at 3,500 bucks. It's a nice little uh, GPP play if you're playing some A's who we've seen time and time again this year are sneaky good offensively, even though we want to want to hate on them. Uh, Connor Joe's 3400 bucks. He's definitely a play leading off for the Rockies. A uh, few other ones though. Spencer Tokelson at 29. If you're fading Keller, that's a good value with Torque. One of my favorite values though is Rowdy Telez at 26. Dude's been crushing it. Again, pitch to contact Mikulas. Telez put up 16 points. On Wednesday, uh, really, really swinging a good bat so far this season. His hard contact rate is ridiculous. So Rowdy Tellez at 26 is a phenomenal value. And then Owen Miller, if you're fading Carlos Rodon, Owen Miller's first base, second base. He's only 2,000. We've talked about him recently, double dong the other day. He's got some nice appeal there from the right side of the plate versus the left-handed pitching Rodon if you're fading Carlos Rodon. All right, second base position on this slate. Brandon Lau went deep again. On Thursday, he's not too shabby there at 55. Just no Dylan Cease, but Cease probably only goes about five, six innings max. So you got some some room to play there. Uh, Ozzy Albies versus the lefty Gore. If you if you want to fade Gore, Albies is 49 hundo. Marcus Simeon at 5K, really slow start to the year, but you got to imagine he's going to wake up sooner than later. Um, but going down with Merrifield at 45, I'll be attacking Scooble again. So I think Merrifield's nice. Muncie at 44 versus the pitch to contact Gutierrez. India at 42 if you're going to attack uh, Gonsolin. That's in play as well. So a nice little range there from 43 to 45. Colton Wong at 41. Again, I'm going to have some Milwaukee action against Mikolas. Colton Wong at 41. He's swinging it good this year, and that's a nice little price point for you. But um, going down far, like Brennan Rodgers is in, I think, sixth on Thursday. He's 3,700 versus Stroman. If Yar makes the lineup, he's 36 versus Marquez. So a couple discounts in Coors Field. Uh, Thyro Estrada is a nice one. If you're for some reason stacking the Giants versus Plesak would be super contrarian, but Thyro Estrada is singing a pretty good bat. He's 31 hundo piece, little discount for you in that lineup. Um, but the, the discount I like the most is Gavin Lux. He had the day off on Thursday, but second base outfit eligible, 2,900 bucks for Gutierrez. He should be back in the lineup with the right-handed pitcher starting. So Gavin Lux at 29 is a very, very nice value 
on this slate. And again, Owen Miller, first base, second base at 2K. Third base, J-Ram is very intriguing at 5,500 versus Rodon. Uh, I respect Rodon, but if you can get – it's just like two nights ago when you got a 13% Vladdy on a four-game slate against Garrett Cole. On an 11-game slate, there's a really good chance you get J-Ram at like 6% or better against Carlos Rodon because it's Rodon. But um, you're going to get one or two at-bats versus the Giants bullpen, which has been sketched lately. And Rodon's not going to be perfect every time out. So tournament-wise, J-Ram is interesting in tournaments. Very, very interesting. Like he could put up a zero, good pitching. But man, oh man, to get a, a low-owned J-Ram with the ability to go bonkers is intriguing. Very, very intriguing. Uh, some cheaper plays, though, like uh, Machado, if you don't want to believe in right. He's in a play at 48. Austin Riley versus Gore at 45. But Muncie at 44 again. Anthony Rendon at 43 versus the lefty Allard is a nice little play. I don't mind some Angels action again tonight. They um, they were pretty solid. The Rangers were more solid on Thursday, but both of them looked pretty good. Um, Justin Turner at 4K. But Ryan McMahon at 39 is a nice value. He's hitting fifth for the Rockies in Coors. Matt Chapman's 3800 bucks if you're stacking Toronto. That's a good uh, kind of contrarian piece because most won't go there. With Chappie, Andy Ibanez, he's hit safely, I believe, in four straight games. Let me check here. Uh, four straight games, not know how, not sure how he did Thursday night, but four straight games heading into Thursday. He's 3,600 versus the lefty um, the lefty Detmers, so keep him in mind. I mentioned Johnny VR earlier as an option for you. And then, as always, well, a couple more. Chad Pender, third base outfit eligible at 26. I think that's very, very strong value in tournaments. But as usual, he's $100 cheaper tonight than he was on Thursday is Bobby Witt Jr. He's facing Tariq Skubal. He's batting second. He had at least a triple, if not more, for you on Thursday. So he keeps paying off his ridiculously cheap price tag. So keep playing Bobby Witt Jr. for free. Shortstop position, Trey Turner is just fine. But I think Tim Anderson's a nice tournament play, 100 bucks off a of Turner because Dodgers had the better matchup. The people will go there. But Tim Anderson versus Rasmussen and then the bullpen for, for Tampa Bay at 56. Anderson's coming back off the I.L., Multiple hit games in three of four games since his return. Not the IL, his suspension. So Anderson's intriguing at 56. Wander Franco's always catch Vibon. Who's pitching at 53? Willie Adamas at 46 versus Mikolas is definitely a solid play in your Milwaukee stacks. Yeah, Glaber Torres at 4K. But uh, other than that, it's, the shortstop's been rough lately. If you're fading Montgomery, Jorge Mateo's 33. Not in love with fading Jomo, but 33 for Mateo is not a bad tournament appeal. But yeah, as usual, you're going to pay up at shortstop unless something opens up with the lineups. Outfield position, Mike Trout at 59. Trout is his second home run of the year on Thursday. Great spot versus Kobe Allard. Loves some Lou Bob as well as he continues to just absolutely rake since uh, the season started. I like Trout a little more tonight, but both are really, really solid plays on this slate. Uh, but Strickland on down, like you can go judge if you want at any time. Betts needs to get going, so that's an, an interesting play. But Springer at 52 is worth the pay up against Jeffries. Um, Giancarlo at 49 is not too shabby either. Christian Yellick is interesting at 48. If you look at his underlying metrics, he's really swinging a good bat, actually. And he's hit safely in four of his last five games. He's intriguing at 48. He still hasn't hit a long ball yet. He's not in for a ton of power just yet, but his quality of contact is looking sneaky interesting. So Yellick at 48 can be fun. Winker at 47 versus Odorizzi is a good tournament play. But Seiya Suzuki at 46, he had another great game on Thursday. You've got Marquez and Coors. So Suzuki at 46 is nice. And I go back to Austin Meadows at 45, especially in cash. A couple more base knocks for you on um, Thursday. The dude just keeps raking 
every hit, a hit in every game so far this season, and he hits righties extremely well. So Meadows at 45, like me, so what Merrifield at 45 as well. I think Joe Adele is a great tournament play. He did not start on Thursday, came off the bench and pinch hit. But against the lefty Allard, could be a nice little get-right spot for Joe Adele at 44. You got Brian and Coors at 44. That's fine. But Adele's going to go basically unowned at 4400 bucks, and that's a intriguing play for sure. Like your Ahmed Rosario's, your friend Reyes, if you want to go all in on fading Rodon, both really strong plays. That's just a, a very bold all in. Joey Gallo at 42. I mentioned on yesterday's show the um the underlying metrics that show Joey's actually crushing baseballs. We talked about it in the Discord. Yeah, he's one to keep an eye on at 4200 bucks. You're getting a discount right there with Joey Gallo against Jordan Lyles in Baltimore. Uh getting to 4K and below now. They got Rafael Ortega and Coors at 4K. Should be leading off first. Marquez, Andrew Vaughn versus Rasmussen at 39. That could be a nice value in that one. Bradley Zimmer should be playing for the injured um, Teoscar Hernandez, and he's 38 hundo. But Benintendi at 38 is lefty-lefty. See if he's in the lineup. Um, I still like him if you're stacking up against Scuba. But Seth Brown at 35. Where I, I love the value on Taylor Naquin. Naquin's mashing right now versus right-handed pitching. We knew he would, so he's done his whole career. But he's only 3500 versus Gonsolin. That's way too cheap. Way too cheap. So Naquin's one of the better values on the slate. I loved Marsh on Thursday. He played really well. I'm not sure if it would be in the lineup versus the lefty. You might, this is how you might get Joe Adele in the lineup. But keep an eye on Marsh over the weekend. Really good spots for him. Ian Happ's only 34 in Coors. That's outstanding. Uh, Connor Joe's only 34. Happ is really swinging a good bat to start the year. So is Joe, obviously. So two really nice discounts in Coors at 3400 each. Uh, clinic went ding dong on Thursday. If you think he's going to wake up, he's 3,300. Julio Rodriguez stole a bag on Thursday. He's 32. Both those guys have been disappointing, but they are cheap. Yeah, Gritchick and Coolers at 32 as well. So some nice discounts there. Clinic and J Rod won't be owned. Uh, and I'm not saying you have to play them, just discounts with upside. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Aaron Hicks against Lyles at 3K. If you're stacking the Yankees, that's a very nice value with uh, Hicks in his situation there. Gavin Lux once again at 29. I like that a lot for value. Jake Fraley, if you're going to. Put some Cincinnati stacks together. Fraley at 28 versus Gonsolin's a pretty darn good one. Oscar Mercado is crushing it. He's 2,600 versus Rodon. It's Chad Pender earlier at 26. I like that. Colin Posh or Colin Pache is 25. Like he's not a must play, but if you just want, if you just somehow find yourself in this range, he's hitting safely in three or four games, swinging it pretty well. He's 2,500 versus Stripling. Uh, Victor Reyes is starting for the Detroit. If he's leading off, yes. If bat in ninth, no. He let off two days ago. He hit ninth on Thursday. So keep an eye on that situation as well. All right, recapping your pitching. You got Cease, Rodon up top. You can go Peralta if you want. He's third for me in that list. Uh, Rodon's the popular one, best matchup. So Cease is a great pivot off of Rodon. Love Jomo at 8800 bucks versus the, the, the heavy strikeout Orioles in that matchup. Marquez is a phenomenal GPP play at 7900 versus the Cubbies in Coors. Brad Keller and Kyle Wright at 7K and 67, respectively, are some nice values. And then McKenzie Gore at 5,000 is your, your uh, quote-unquote free square on the slate. If you're stacking things up on this slate, who is pitching? There he is, Jordan Lyles. You can go Yankees versus Lyles if you want. Uh, that Toronto-Oakland game is very intriguing because most will go Toronto. Oakland's got some appeal as well, so don't completely sleep on that whole thing. Toronto's the obviously better stack, but Oakland – has been a great contrarian value stack right now. So do not go quietly on them. Uh, Angels, Texas, once again, is in play. I prefer the Angels side once again. Maybe I'll fall victim again, but both sides are in play. It's like I said yesterday, I prefer the Angels side. Don't don't mind Texas, though, at all. I don't mind a little Kansas City versus Scooble, if you want to go that direction. 
Uh, Milwaukee, I love. That's one of my favorite stacks versus Mikolas. I love targeting Mikolas, though. Colorado, uh, Chicago, very much a play. Prefer the Colorado side. Actually, it's struggling versus Marquez. I'd love to see a pitcher's duel. So maybe a throwing out. Coors is always in play. That's the bottom line. Um, and then Cincinnati and L.A., I think Dodgers is Dodgers and Milwaukee are my favorite stacks. Dodgers will probably be my favorite stack on this slate, a little late-night hammer. There's a lot of ways to go, and lineups will dictate a ton of this. Also, watch the weather. We dodged some bullets on Thursday as, after we've had a bunch of weather issues. And knock on wood, we look like we might be okay on Friday as well. But that'll do it, folks. Again, I'm on Twitter at BDNTRIC. Hit me up there with your questions or come join us in the Fantasy DGENs Discord. It is free. Take care of you over there. If you give a rate and review on iTunes for MLB DFS Quick Hits, I truly would appreciate it. Um, and bench with Bubba for your fantasy baseball needs as well. But that'll do it, folks. Hope you guys have a great Friday. Have a great week and have a great Easter weekend with friends and family, however you choose to celebrate it. But I'll be back with you guys on Monday, Sunday night recording, Monday morning slate of action for you. But for now, MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, April 15th edition in the books. I'm out. (laughs) 